Lesson 2.2.1, The First American Poet, Lucy Terry. Part 6, The Final Years. Abijah and Lucy may have been discouraged by their Sutherland, Vermont ordeal, where for many years they were more or less aided by the town, and returned to Gullerford where Abijah spent his final years. His death, January 19, 1794, age 88, was recorded by the church there. Abijah's grave, located a few rods westerly from the highway, was marked by a lettered slate headstone. Upon division of the property, the site fell into the hands of Captain Isaac Noyes, who fixed up the grave, which was respected by successive owners until about 1890. A late owner, Charles Jacob, probably ignorant of its significance, plowed over the burial site, although the location continued to be known as the Bijah Lot was generally recognized by townsfolk and was pointed out to the younger generations as the final resting place of the black Gulliford pioneer. Abijah's final appearance in Gulliford was reported not long after his death at a spot on a road leading northerly from the Noyes homestead toward the center of town. A young woman of the Noyes family passing along Cold Spring Pitch, a steep grade headed out of the little hollow in Natural Spring, just at nightfall, was terrified by a fearsome apparition. The young woman clung to the saddle as her horse bolted in a mad run up the pitch, down the road past Bija's grave, and onto the Noyes homestead. The phantom was declared to be Bija's ghost, but whether or not it was so, or some great owl or startled deer, distorted by a troubled conscience, is not known. Of Lucy's final years, we have a few fleeting glimpses. Rodney B. Field writes, After Abijah's death, she lived a few years in a log house of her grandfather, Elihu Field, 1753-1814, son of Bijah's Gulliford patron, David Field, who married Hepzibah Dixon. Lucy was evidently a talented mimic, for Field continues, Mother Pamela Burt Field, 1784-1872, once, when I was a boy, acted out Lucy, which grandmother said was perfect, and it caused a great laugh, as there were visitors that knew Lucy well, and I could see in my mind her various positions. Perhaps her son, Tatnia, was her solace in old age. Finnis Field indicates that Tatnia was held by Captain Samuel Hunt of Norfield, which Sheldon guardedly accepts. However, Tatnia of Norfield and Lucy's son were perhaps two distinct individuals. Rodney B. Field recalled, I now think Tatnia used to come to our place when I was a boy. If so, he was a tall, good-looking man and quite a talker. Lucy remained in Gulliford until 1808 when she returned to Sunderland, Vermont, probably making her final home with her eldest son, Caesar, a farmer reported in the federal census schedules for Sunderland in 1820 and 1830. Abijah's widow had a strong memory. Few indeed could repeat more scripture. At an advanced age, she would ride horseback to Bennington, a distance of 18 miles, Giles B. Bacon recalled. As long as she lived... She made an annual pilgrimage over the Green Mountains to see the old folks at Gilliford and visit her husband's grave. Although Lucy is known to have shown her mettle in the matter of her rights, she appears to have always recognized the inherent inequality of her time. When Lucy Prince, a respected African-born woman, visited a white family in rural Deerfield, Massachusetts in her old age, she is said to have refused a place at the table, saying, 
No, Missy, no, I know my place. Lucy was blind for several years previous to her death. Giles B. Bacon makes the telling, if inconclusive, comment. She gave her age at the time of the Deerfield massacre, which she often related, which, if correct in her statement, she would have been 112 years old. It now seems more probable that the old woman was retelling her story of the bars fight, which her hearers confused with the 1704 Deerfield Massacre, an error still encountered from those seeking information about Lucy's poem and the event it describes. Lucy Terry Prince died at Sunderland, Vermont on July 11, 1821, at 97 years of age. The Vermont Gazette of Bennington published a long obituary reprinted in part by the Franklin Herald of Greenfield, Massachusetts, and perhaps other newspapers. Suitable respect was shown at her internment, and evidence exhibited that her memory was precious, the newspaper reported. However, there is no notion of Lucy's death or burial in the public records, vital records, files of the state of Vermont at Montpelier, the Vermont DAR Book of Records of Sutherland Cemeteries at the Vermont Historical Society, or Susan Fisher's Vital Statistics of Sutherland, Vermont. Also, record of gravestones taken from all available sources, compiled by Susan Fisher and J.M. McCabe a typescript at the Vermont Historical Society. In this last, there is indication that town records 1820 to 1870 may be missing.